All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show alternative rock recording artist Tim Wolf. What is up, Tim? Hey, uh, having a live, living the dream tonight. Living a dream. Are you up in North Dakota still? No, right now I'm in Indiana. Oh. I'm a friend at the moment. Very, yeah. very good. I live in Nashville these days. Yeah, I read that. I read that when I was doing your, my research on you that you're down in uh, in Nashville. Do you get back to North Dakota much? Uh, you know, any, anymore? Well, I have a gig scheduled there uh, in South Dakota next uh, uh, next month, and okay. so middle of the month. So I'll be heading out there, but it'll be the first time I've been back in a couple of years. So oh wow! I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because I'm sure you got family up there still, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Good stuff, man. All right, so before we get into your latest project, let's uh, kind of bring my listeners up to speed. Just a little bit about how you got involved. Like, like what was it that got you uh, the transition from businessman into a uh, music maker? Yeah, that was a, a very one day in time. It was an impactful day. It was like my uh, good friend of mine came into my office and because uh, I was an entrepreneur, I had my own companies, and I've been playing music you know, as kind of a hobby and uh, part-time playing in cover bands on the weekends, things like that. And he came to my office and he said, what are you doing because of the business? It's been an entrepreneur in the field I was in, snack foods, really demanding, really difficult. And he said, what are you doing? Why don't you shut this down and chase your dreams? And I just never really considered uh, doing that. Um, and uh, he he really triggered something in, in in my mind that day, and I'm, from that day forward, I started making steps to segue out of my business, sell sell everything, and close it down. And I did that over the next probably six months, and uh, and then I started working on music full time. Was able to uh, make that work, and then I moved to Nashville a couple years later, and I've been living in Nashville for three years now. So so, so, so how long ago was this when that when when the guy came in and, and, and told you that in your office? That was uh, the fall of 2014. I don't remember the exact month, but mm-hmm. it might have been exactly uh, six years. Uh, so that'd be six years ago. Wow. Time yeah, flies. it's amazing how fast time goes by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So so six years. So as you stand where your feet are right now, and you look back to that decision, how do you feel about things? Oh, best best decision in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. Give me a little bit more. What 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 are you happy with? Just having the enjoyment of being a music maker. Are you happy where, you know, where your career has gotten to you thus far? What what, what all is it that makes you so happy about it? Well, you know, it's interesting. I I, I read a lot of. I try to read and study a lot because I've been in business with an entrepreneur, and and uh, so business side of things uh, are very interesting to me. In the music, the business of being an independent artist is very interesting to me, and so maybe more than the average artist. Perhaps I, I really try to study up on what it takes to to succeed. And there's a couple ways of looking at it. Obviously, I mean, I don't think any musician, artist would would be honest if they said, no, they just want to continue playing at smaller clubs or whatever it would be. Everyone has ambitions of mm-hmm. having their music heard mm-hmm. by a bigger audience. Um, so there's that part. Of course, I'm not satisfied with the number of people I'm able to serve with my music. I, I think that my music, uh, that I put so much effort, I'm really just getting started even though six years ago, mm-hmm. it took me a few years to really get situated and right. figure out, uh, the first couple of years I thought I wanted to do the sync music for, I was doing instrumental. And it mm-hmm. took me a few years. In fact, when I moved to Nashville in 2017, 
I still wanted to be get a pub deal and just be a songwriter for other people. Mm -hmm. So it's only been a couple of years that I've been working on my on my artist uh, side of things. So back to that question. So I can answer that in two ways. Uh, um, I read a, um, a an artist, or a, I should say an engineer and an artist from England, uh, Ms. Peak. I know is her last name. She won a Grammy recently. One of the first female engineers. Uh, to win a Grammy for engineering, Ooh, nice. and she said, she said that uh, can't remember her name. Is it Imogen Peak? I think it might be her name. Uh, and she said a statement that still is with me. She said, you know, if you're able to do what you love, you're, you're successful. So from that standpoint, yeah, I'm successful. Mm -hmm. I'm able to play music full time, and and that from that aspect, from that viewpoint, 100%. I get to write songs. I get to play music live. I get to go to my studio which I had my studio attached to my house. When I when I found the house that I moved to, I was very, very, uh, very the one requirement was the room for my studio, and I have a beautiful room. It's like 30 feet long and 13-foot nice. ceilings. And uh, so that's where I have my studio, and I do my own recording there. So uh, yeah, I'm, that's my safe space, and I love going in there. It's just, it's just wonderful. So that part of it, yeah, I'm very happy. But as far as the reach of my music and the number of people I've been able to to uh, reach with my music and serve with my music, uh, you know, I think that that is just getting started, and I want to grow that that audience. Of course, I think like uh, that. That's so. I'm not satisfied in that regard. So, as an entrepreneur, there, there's a, a natural competitive blood that most entrepreneurs have. Um, they like, yeah. you know, they like to build thing, you know, build businesses and, and, and get successful with them. Do you do you carry that same like competitive like challenge accepted kind of thing when you got into music? Like, all right, let's build this baby just like a business. Absolutely, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, there are so many great great artists. Oh yeah, and there are so many tracks being uploaded every day in Spotify. So and I, true. I can't, you know, tens of I think like forty thousand tracks every is it every day? I don't remember the actual statistic, yeah. but there's so much. So many tracks being uploaded, and there's some great musicians out there. You better believe so uh, it's it's hard to stand out. And I know one of the persons I've studied, uh, Ari Erstein, is a, is a great uh, has written a couple, has written a book on how to make it in the new music business as an independent artist. And he says that if you don't promote your music, no one is going to hear it. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's not just good enough to to write it and put and load it up on Spotify and think everyone's going to you know. That uh, that movie mm -hmm. from the eighties uh, with uh, uh, I can't remember his name now, but if if you build it, they will come. Oh, you know, uh, Kevin Costner, the plug. Yeah, feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, feel, right. feel the feel the dreams. Feel the dreams, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, it made a great movie, mm -hmm. but that does not work. Yeah, artists. Yeah, just because you build a nice nice baseball field doesn't mean you're going to get people to come out want to watch the games. Yeah, absolutely. I see what yeah, you're saying. So, and so, uh, when it comes to, you know, putting out great music, era and putting out music and just saying, hey, well, I got it uploaded on Spotify, I'm going to just sit back and wait for the million streams. Now, you know, that's not going to happen yeah. for, unless, uh, it might happen for one out of a million, perhaps, I, I don't know, but even, even, even a per, okay, a most recent example of somebody who went viral from, from sleeping on his sister's couch to six months later having the number one record breaking, you know, Little Nas X, you know, uh, if you look, you dig, I mean, that was a blow up, but he made that viral by putting it on TikTok and using TikTok right. and doing like 50 memes. He worked that. He yeah. worked that. And then he had Billy Ray Cyrus come on and, and that was the boost he needed. And it went 19 weeks on number one. 
and and that is something you can't. It's like a viral video. You know, I've been studying YouTube, and you say, "I want to make a viral video." You can't literally do that. You you, you can't plan what is going to go viral. You yeah, really, you it's, can't. It's, uh, you know, it's stuff that you would never expect. Right. And so, and even in my, you know, my in my the uh, best video, the best performing video I have on the plat TikTok platform is not even about music. I was just in. Uh, in Kentucky here, and there was on the wall was painted all the different levels of the flood that the Ohio River had gotten to, and in the flood, 37 flood, it got to like in the middle of the second story. And I just took a picture of that and talked about it. I thought it was interesting, and that's my biggest video. <laughs> yeah, you and never I know. Never yep. So you know, you can't plan plan viral, and I don't right. think you can plan blowing up as you know getting a single. Uh, you know, God God bless the little Nas X doing that and and changed his life. And, but he worked for it, and it was right. the first single that he released either. So um, I don't know where I'm going with all that, but uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of grind. Yeah, so, I understand. And, but I'm happy to do it. All right, so, let, it. so let's talk about your single, Born in North Dakota. Um, Born in South Dakota. Did I say North Dakota, South Dakota? Yeah, that, but that's typical. Everyone, yeah. I don't know when they're from a different area. I've lived in the, the first thing. It's a very common thing because it's North. So people automatically say yeah, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of weird how that happens. Um, South Dakota. All right. Yeah, so, so so tell me the the backstory. I listened to the song and I really liked it, but I want you to tell me and the listeners a little bit about what the, what the song's about. Absolutely. Well, the inspiration for the song, I um, I was watching Netflix and the show Billions, the third season, which Paul Giamatti's on there. I love that show. Anyway, in the opening of the third season. Uh, he was meeting a new character, and it was a guy was from from uh, Texas. And this song called "Born in San Antonio" came on, mm-hmm. and it's from an artist from Texas. And um, and I'm like, man, that's cool. I should write a song "Born in South Dakota." And uh, and so I got with my friend, my co-writer Jimmy, my close friend who I write a lot of songs with. And I said, I got this idea for a song, and I had the line. I was born in South Dakota. Don't say I didn't warn you. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. And then we fleshed it out, and we said, "Well, what? What are some? What can we put in the verses?" And we we went with probably the most famous story. I mean, they even made a HBO series of Deadwood, South Dakota, in the old West. Deadwood. They had a gold rush in the in, mm-hmm. in the eighteen eighteen seventies. I think it was. And uh, you know, while Bill Hickok was shot in Number Ten Saloon, holding the dead man's a hand, a pair of aces and eight, and Calamity Jane was in love with him. So it's a true story, and um, and so we just incorporated that into the verses of the song as as a way of saying what living in South Dakota is is like. Because the the chorus talks about uh, when the cold blows through your bones, a man knows that he's alone. Because it is is extreme weathers. I mean, it, yeah. it can get thirty below, and it can get. Uh, 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 triple digits in the summer as well, so it's got some pretty extreme uh, variation. So it tends to, tends to keep the riffraff out. We like to say. Mm-hmm. Now, is this song a single from an album you want to drop, or is this a, or are you just dropping some singles right now? I'm just dropping singles at the moment. It seems like a lot of now. I know that the album is still a thing, um, and I'm you know, but uh, there's I've read a lot. You guys, I read a lot of articles on, on people's mm-hmm. opinions. And I know our album is still a thing, but it's some, there are some people, I think it was Ryan Tedder from, uh, what's his band, um, One Direction. I think he said he's never going to drop another album again. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be all singles. So there are artists, influential superstar artists who are kind of eschewing the, the, the album. So 
Um, it's just interesting. I, uh, so anyway, to answer the question, this is just a single. I'm just gotcha. dropping singles right now. Gotcha. And maybe in the future I'll, I'll have an album uh, type thing. But right now I'm just doing singles trying to build my following. Yep, a, lot, a lot of artists are doing that these days, so it's not, it's not surprising. Um, all right, so what's the vision here as far as... As far as uh, goals, I mean, because we're almost unbelievable that 2020, actually, thank God 2020 is almost over with. Um, 2021's coming up, coming quick. So where do you want to be a year from now? Like, where, where do you see yourself? Well, I want to have a larger following. I want to have more people have heard my music, been served by my music. I want to inspire people. I mean, I want my music to to deliver to people maybe an emotion or inspire them. And I mean, that's, it's all about the listener. So that I hope that I have been able to serve more people with my music and I have a larger following on, on, uh, on Spotify and, and I'll have, and also on the social platforms. And also I plan to be dropping probably by this time next year, I'll have, uh, dropped probably another six singles. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. So you gotta... got one more, the, got one more ready to go. And when I'm done with the promotion cycle on this one, uh, and if nothing changes, uh, I'll probably be dropping Crash and Burn, which is a song I've already finished. Oh, it's okay. already in the can. So, What about um, music videos? Are you, have you been dropping any videos at all? Absolutely. I've been focused a lot on YouTube. I, try, I put out videos twice a week, oh. and not all of them are music videos. Uh, they're like commentary and mm -hmm. like uh, artist blog, that sort of thing. And so I'm really working hard on my YouTube uh, channel as well, trying to grow that because that's where a lot of a lot of people discover new music mm -hmm. on YouTube. Uh, it's probably the number one channel for discovering new music. So I'm spending a lot of time. So there's there's actually two videos uh, for Born in South Dakota on my YouTube channel, and one of them is an animation video, uh, which is just all animation and it reflects the old west uh, the story. And then the other one is me singing it in uh, in the studio. So. Uh, those are the videos that are currently on. I guess I don't have any classic high-budget uh, uh, videos as of yet. I've been getting by with, you know, performance videos and animation videos so far. Mm -hmm. You know who else got discovered on YouTube? Well, I know Justin Bieber did. Sure did. By, a lot of other he sure did by Usher. Oh, I didn't know that Usher discovered him, I guess. Yeah. I knew he was discovered on, on uh, I thought it was Scooter Braun, but... Uh, uh, I heard I, 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 you could be right. I heard it was Usher. Okay. Well, yeah, I know he was, but then he was this, you know, fifteen-year-old kid doing yeah. covers. Yeah, and it's still, yeah, you can be discovered on YouTube, absolutely. Oh, 100 so, percent. Uh, absolutely. What about um? Now I listen to your music, and I, I really, you know, I, I liked, I liked, I like alternative music anyway. But you, you have like an old soul sound when I listen to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that is definitely a compliment because I enjoy that. It's the kind of music that just makes you want to just maybe just sit back, you know, in your chair out in the porch in a nice cool breeze, and maybe I don't know whatever your 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 choice of beverage is, and just relax and listen to, listen to some uh, some of your songs. That's the kind of vibe that I got from your single. I love it. I, I would I would be honored to be able to uh, you know have people enjoy my music in that in that way. Yeah, man. So, who who are some musical influences um, for you coming up? Well, I started out. You know, my main thing was guitar, lead guitar, 
and, uh, you know, my big three, four influences on guitar, uh, Clapton was always my number oh, one yeah. guy. I mean, uh, and, and then Steve Ray Vaughan. Oh, yeah. Side, and then Hendrix. So those are my big three, uh, guitar influences. When it, when it comes to songwriting, which is something that I've been focused on for the last, last ten years, I'm a huge, uh, and I play some piano, but it's not my main instrument, but Billy Joel oh, and yeah. the Bernie Top and Elton John team yeah. are two, I think, great songwriting uh, songwriting folks I have uh, also uh, like Nick Cage and Tom Waits uh, those sort of songwriters and then more recently I have really got into Taylor Swift's new latest album Folklore just blew has blown me away and I just have it on repeat and wow, she's at awesome. her level as well yeah her album Folklore I mean there, it's in the it's in the discussion for album of the year mm. um, and it's it's just uh, it's just to another level I mean, she's always she's a phenomenal artist. Oh, I, about, I was about to interject and say how 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 ridiculously talented she is. I mean, she is she is unbelievable. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned guitars before. You mentioned Jimi Hendrix and Clapton and Steve Ray Vaughan. I wanted to be jump in there with a quick rest in peace to Mr. Eddie Van Halen, who we lost. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. wow. Yeah, that. What that a loss. Was, I mean, I. When I saw that, I it was it just took me back. I couldn't believe it because yeah, he's not. I mean, he's he just seems so young. I was like, I, I mean, I just uh, it really it really hit me for a couple yeah. of days, it, and I kept seeing all the you know I put a, a, a tribute. I mean, a tribute a post on my social media mm-hmm. and uh, just you know rest in peace. Yeah, and uh, you know his grin, his personality. I mean, you know, his music, of course, his guitar playing changed the way uh, guitar is played. Oh, I mean, absolutely. He brought it to a whole other level. And um, uh, and not just, and also gear. I mean, he had some innovations when it came to gear as well. You know, the amp, his brown, the brown sound that he had. Yeah. So, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, rest in peace. Big, we lost a, we lost a great, yeah. great one there. Just, there. just a real icon in music. I grew up listening to him and... Um, he he's the reason why I bought my first guitar. I mean, Eddie Van Halen was just the the god of guitar in the eighties. You know, in the late seventies, eighties. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's see. Now, what about production? Do, who who produces your music? Do you got do you guys do that too yourself, or you got a producer? I do that myself. Now that's a, that's a kind of a story there. When I moved to Nashville, you know, first I thought I wanted to have a pub deal, like I said, mm-hmm. and then I thought, well, I want to do my own stuff, and then I thought, well, I got to have a producer, even though I have. You know, I've, I've studied, I've spent, I've, I spent a month out in Hollywood at Westlake Studio in 2016 learning production. And I've also uh, went to a, a school in Santa Monica back in 2013. So I've been working on my, my uh, production recording chops for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I still thought, well, you know, producing yourself, I mean, I, I want to produce it. There's a lot of producers. So I tried, I worked with or touched on or interacted with three producers in Nashville, two were Grammy nominated. Oh, nice. And one of them, actually, we produced two songs together, and um, and I'll never forget the second song that we did. I had had a demo that I'd made, and it's been years now. It's like four years ago that I did it, and I, my, my experience in gear has improved since then. Anyway, to, to get to the... Well, I'll never forget, I was driving back from on the interstate and he had sent me the link of the final mix or the first final mix and I the pit in my stomach, I was like, man, this is this sucks, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so then I did a private face SoundCloud link and between my demo mix and his mix, and sent it off, my buddy Jimmy gave it to friends who didn't know me 
and professional musicians, and overwhelmingly they picked my mix. Oh, wow. So, so I thought, well, maybe I can, you know. Maybe you got something maybe, there. You got a little production talent. Yeah. yeah. So I decided to, and, and just the headache of trying to deal with the other, you know, not returning your call. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, just I'm like, I don't have time for this. So right. I, for, for now, I'm producing myself, and I can just go into my studio. And would I benefit from an, uh, a pro producer? Uh, absolutely. I believe that. But finding that producer, because the one I did work, he tried to change everything about my song. Mm. And um, the two songs we did, I did not, they just were not anywhere in the direction I was trying to go. Yeah. And finding a producer, I think it's kind of like dating. It's kind of like you can go through a lot, kiss a lot of frogs before you find that right <laughs> romantic That's partner. true. Yeah, and it's, and I I think it might be the same thing for producer. And until I find that producer, um, I, I'm doing my own for the time yeah. being. I don't blame you. That that's your brand. That's your music. You, your name's attached to it. So let's, you know you want to get it as right as possible. Um, right. So I don't blame you, man. All right. So before I let you talk about social media and where they can follow you and get your music, I want to make sure we didn't miss nothing. So is there any songs or? Any projects you're working on that, that I haven't touched on yet that we can talk about? Well, one of my other singles that seems to people seem to reference that they like, and I released it as a while back, uh-huh. but if people search, it's called Castle Build of Cards, mm-hmm. and it, I released it last year, and it seems to be the one that when people uh, listen to some of my music, um, they also reference that one. So if there are two songs that if somebody wants to go to streaming and check out, uh, you know, after Born in South Dakota, the next one would probably Castle Build the Cards, and mm-hmm. uh, they're both kind of in the same uh, genre. I do have some more piano ballads that are also on, on streaming, but as far as the two that are somewhat similar, uh, so Castle Build the Cards would be the other one if somebody wants to check out some of my music that sounds like Born in South Dakota. All right, man. Well, look, um, you got a lot of good things happening, and people can be expecting about, you said, five or six more singles before the end of the year. Um, for next year. Next year. Next year, okay. And I didn't screw up this time and say North Dakota. No worries, man. <laughs> no worries. Um, all right, brother. Look, I really appreciate you coming on. So let's let's tell everybody out there where they can follow you on your social media, your YouTube channel, where they can get your music. Absolutely. So I'm on all the social media channels. It's the Tim Wolf. So it's uh, like Instagram backslash the Tim Wolf, uh, YouTube backslash the Tim Wolf, Facebook backslash the Tim Wolf, TikTok is the Tim Wolf. Although it's got an asterisk sign in front of it or an at sign in front of it. Mm-hmm. So because uh, TikTok's a little different. And I'm on uh, Thriller. Let's see. I, uh, I'm SoundCloud. They're all branded. They're all branded the same way. The Tim Wolf. And then on. Um, on social or on streaming, it's just Tim Wolf. Mm-hmm. I don't. There, I think uh, Tim Wolf will pretty much get you to me on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon, etc. All right. Well, there it is, folks. Tim, I appreciate you coming on board. I'm a. I'm going to be following you. I'll follow you on your social media, and I'd love to have you Thank come you back Brad. on once you have some new stuff you want to talk about. Man, you're welcome to come uh, back. I appreciate that, Brad. Thank you so much. You're Thank very you welcome. I, I enjoyed All talking right. to you. Good night. Same here, man. Thanks.